Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Final half hour here with Brendan Escott and Cody Jansen steering the ship today. Bob, back tomorrow live from Los Angeles as Edmonton gets set for a uh, well a four-game road trip that begins with a doubleheader against the Kings and the Ducks on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Remind you that Royal Pizza is pizza, pasta, and so much more. And they're still making it great. Get their new Canadian club pizza with ham, chicken, bacon, ranch, and fresh tomatoes as well. Visit royalpizza.ca. As we go to our headliner today, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We do this each Monday on Oilers Now. Checking in on the farm with head coach Colin Chalk. Colin, you're on with Brendan again today. How you doing? I'm doing well, Brendan. How about yourself? Excellent. Thank you. So, big weekend for your team this weekend as uh, as things wind down in the AHL as well. Another pair of victories, and I think I saw Holty tweet out, Colin, that your team, is, as far as the Pacific Division goes, are like top three since January 10th in winning percentage. I know we talked last week about the team getting healthier. What else do you think is contributing to things clicking at the right time of year? Well, I think the you know the health part uh, was was one. We had some new new veteran players that uh, were either coming off injury or getting accolades to some system play, and and then the 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 draft picks and the the the, the young forwards um, really taking a step uh, with uh, with their confidence, with understanding uh, you know how hard they have to play on a nightly basis, and uh, you know we're kind of seeing that uh, with health. Uh, come together. Uh, it's been a really, uh, really rewarding second half to be a part of it. Uh, just three points away from clinching a playoff berth now, or the magic number is three? Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yes. All right. So, um, just like let's walk through. I'm looking at some more individual accomplishments here from some players that our fans will be interested to hear about. Another big weekend for uh, first Dylan Holloway, who I know has uh, has just gotten back with the team a couple of games here under his belt and has already earned the Player of the Week, uh, two goals and an assist in three games uh, last week. So, what have you seen about his sort of reemergence and and looks like he's back to full health? Yeah, you know, a little bit aggravated uh, upper body, right? And the, uh, well, he's not going to come back and be be a hundred percent confident, and all that kind of stuff right away. But you see each game that he's he's building in that area, uh, uh, as far as taking some hits and that kind of stuff, and understanding that he can bounce back from it. Uh, he's always an elite skater, and he has that presence and swagger that uh, you know Edmonton fans uh, got to see glimpses of this past season. So, uh, you know, we we just trying to get his minutes up, get him. The, battle ready uh getting to uh, different special 
multiple teams and confidence and experiences and that kind of stuff to uh, to get him back to where uh, where he wants to be and where everybody wants to be in Edmonton. But he needs to play well here and be good here, and we've seen that so far. Now, obviously, everybody up here is expecting Dylan to return when the playoffs uh, begin at the NHL level. But important stretch for him, not only to contribute for Bakersfield, but obviously to get himself back up to sort of that playing speed where now if you get inserted as a black ace, it's going to be full steam ahead for those NHL players he'd be playing against. Yeah, and you know, right now there's some, you know, there's for us every game is the biggest game of the year right now. So, uh, you know, for him to be in those meaningful moments and uh, and to and to be able to perform in that pressure to to set him up uh, for what's next. So, um, you know, I feel like he's getting that here and and to play some uh, some playoff games here and and, and uh, understand how to to be calm and and make good decisions and, and play hard and and have to play against uh, players that are going to be hard on him will only make him uh, overripe uh, when he gets to Edmonton at some point. Who does he play on a line five on five with uh, when he's healthy there? He's been a little bit of combination, but recently he's been with uh, Noah Philp in the middle and uh, Ty Tulio on the right. Got you. Uh, was Tulio injured recently too, or has he been returned yet? Or uh, Borgo is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, well, it ties him back here for a handful of games, uh, but Borgo, um, he's been out, and hopefully he's been out since San Jose. Uh, we're, we're hopeful that he's in a return tomorrow night. Uh, Carl Berglund, a couple more games this weekend from the new signee. What do you like about his game out of the University of Massachusetts Lowell? Yeah, he's really responsible. He's been good on faceoffs. Um, you know, it's a little bit tough for him coming in um, at this point of the year, just the speed and, and pace of uh, guys that are pro players, uh, you know, fighting for playoff spots, um, you know, playing teams that are either just behind us or just ahead of us. Uh, that, that, that's been, uh, been a tall ask for him, but he, he's hanging in there. Uh, he's on the right side of the puck. Uh, he's good on faceoffs, and he's someone right now that, uh, um, you know, is finding his way. Uh, but he's definitely, he's definitely hanging in there. And uh, I think his best games are going to be, uh, are going to be in front of him. And, uh, you know, we'll just kind of see how things pan out here over this next week. Chatting with the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Colin Chalk, today, our headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. So we mentioned on Friday or Saturday, I should say, a 3-2 win and then a 2-1 over uh, over Tucson, both games on the weekend. And to me, we can't have you on this show, Colin, without talking about the development of Raphael Lavoie, who picked up his ninth game-winning goal of the year and his 24th goal overall. I mean, this is a player who I imagine you're watching develop, not just in terms of how he's been able to put the puck in the net, but you got to get to the right spots. You got to be quick enough to get there. I mean, there, there's got to be a whole evolution to, to Lavoie's game in, in a relatively short amount of time, I would think. Yeah, he. Uh, I, I tell you, he is someone who's taken a, a ton of steps and uh, some forward and some back over his time in Bakersfield, and and uh, it's someone that that we're definitely proud of of, of the way he's playing uh, this season. And you know, come back from injury, had some stumbles, uh, had some tough accountability moments with him, but he's really, really, he's playing a man's game right now. He's heavy on pucks. He's he's shooting the puck. He's taking pucks in the net. He's uh, he's stopping on pucks. Uh, he's he's understanding how to play away from the puck. He's understanding how to play on the wall, and um, you know it's it's uh, it's it's really really exciting right now uh, for our staff, for our team, and and for Ralph Lebois personally. 
looking at uh, the goal total is almost doubled from last year to this year, and there's still a couple more games to play. So pretty significant development from a former second-round pick on that front. Now, Colin, you got six games left here in this regular season, and uh, four of them are at home where you guys have really dominated uh, in your last 17 games, hey? Yeah, we, we've we've played uh, we played well at home. We, we've really taken care of business. Uh, you know, uh, January and February they were they were some pretty tough months. There was lots of travel, and I felt like our our guys were so battle tested that uh, we're a little bit concerned when we when we came back home because uh, felt like it was a sigh of relief. But uh, we had one stumble there on game one, but since since that we've been a real hard team to play against at home, and and uh, you know the W's I think have shown it. Is it exciting? I mean, it almost seems like a silly question to say but you guys are playing like strictly divisional hockey so all of these games down the stretch are are four-point games more or less right yeah they're all four-point games and i think for you know i i think for us it's just how we've handled it it's like hey you know uh next game is the biggest game of the year well, until the next one you know it's the biggest game of the year until the next one and say hey listen we when you know understand what our opponent is capable of make sure that we're dialed in on that but at the same time it's our execution it's about us it's about our game plan and it's about our performance and uh i think our, our group has really really uh taken to that to that message and that mindset and uh we're just we're, we're trying to just keep our picture somewhat tight and our focus in a straight line. <laughs> well, let me broaden it out for you for a second. Uh, let, let's just see if there's any thing that you can sort of hone in on that you've really learned maybe about yourself as a coach, maybe about the team or the league, or, or just in terms of sort of not necessarily an epiphany, Colin, but, uh, you know, you're young and you're AHL head coaching stage as well. I wonder what you could tell us about something that you've sort of learned along the way here. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, that we had a great start. You know, we were first place in the division. And then, um, you know, Edmonton had some injuries. At the same time, we had some injuries. You know, we lost Calvin Pickard, lost uh, DeHarnay, lost Yanni Caldas. Some guys got called up, Koss and uh, Yanmark. And then all of a sudden we were, uh, we almost like we had to start over and, and, and in the beginning, we didn't handle it really well, and we 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 literally went back to almost like training camp style. Uh, I would say in the middle of December. So, what that taught me was just that, you know, in the American League, uh, you may have to do that. You may have to uh, abort the. Uh, the plan because things may change that are out of your control and you may have to go back to square one and start to reteach and and, and uh, making sure that everybody is, is cohesive because we weren't for a while. Uh, I think the other part was uh, just re- remaining calm, remaining calm that, um, you know, and remaining positive and keeping the environment happy and, and, and exciting. And when you're losing, it's really hard to do that. And I felt like our staff did a really, really good job uh, by not panicking, uh, by keeping things light, by keeping uh, the environment uh, fun, loving. At the same time, uh, we had some tough moments where we had to use accountability as a form of development, and I felt like that really helped our young players. With uh, you know, was Lavoie was one of them, uh, Tulio was one of them, Savoy, um, Noah Philp, and I felt like 
that young players and then also our veteran players, I guess the third part of that, accountability through development, but then also allowing people to respond, giving them second and third chances, and, and that's part of their development. And as for me, right, as a young age, I like Coach, you mentioned, you, you, need, you need multiple chances, and, but you need to make sure that you're learning from uh, the past experiences you went through, and it, and it happens quick, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that's great insight, Colin. I really appreciate that. What's on the schedule for you this week? A few games it looks like yeah a couple a uh, couple games this week we got colorado at home on wednesday and then uh we got a couple tough opponents tough building the plane in henderson exciting uh you know you can imagine uh what uh, what las vegas is like and their american league team is no different that's uh, tough building the plane and then uh, we travel back to back for uh, coachella valley as uh you know they're one of the top uh, tops in the in the league and in the division so we're uh, we're excited for a three and four battle this week excellent i wish you the best of luck colin thanks for jumping on today Thank you so much for having me on. Have a good day. Absolutely. Colin Chalk, head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, who have really, I say, turned things around, and you heard it there. The midseason was definitely um, it was definitely sort of a question mark. You wondered how the rest of things were going to go, and, and since they've gotten healthier, it's been a farm system that, you're, you know, it's open some eyes. Raph Lavoie, you can't help but say, is open some eyes. 24 goals this year, nine of them game winners. He's playing some important hockey, and maybe the cover aren't as bare down there as once was thought. It's 147 in Edmonton. Still some time for your text messages. 780-496-0063 when we come back on Oilers Now. 151 in Edmonton, getting you set for a doubleheader on the road. Long road trip to finish things off here. Four straight away from Rogers Place. Los Angeles and Anaheim in a back-to-back tomorrow and Wednesday. We'll have those live. I, is that an 8 or an 8.30 puck drop? Either way, put the coffee. 8.30. 8.30? Hmm, yeah, we'll put the uh, put the espresso on. Maybe give yourself... I love it. Any chill after dark, I'll take it. <laughs> See, I always say that, and then I find myself in the third period with my 10 toes to the, you know, and 10 toes to the sky, and I'm thinking, boy, if this started at 7.30, it would have been a lot easier. We talked about goaltenders, though. I haven't got your take on this yet, though. Do you think Jack Campbell gets the Anaheim game, then? I do now that I've thought about this more. It's been pointed out to me by a couple of textures there. (laughs) Yeah, if we miss something, they are right on the tail. (laughs) Absolutely. But, you know, it's a a valid point, given that it's a back-to-back. What you don't want to do is run one of them into the ground, regardless of which one was playing well, which isn't, which one makes $5 which makes half that. You don't want to have one of them run into the ground. You know why? Because you end up with Jacob Markstrom's performance last year after 62 starts in the regular season. I mean, that's world-class bad, though. You could play Skinner for the last five here, and you're not going to see that. Well... I'm just saying. Markstrom was making single-digit saves at points of that series. Uh, You also mentioned trap game earlier, though, too. I don't like San Jose at 2 o'clock on a Saturday or whatever that is. That just seems to be a sleeper. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I know it's looking far ahead, but when I see the schedule... You're not wrong about that, and that's one of those little nitpicky games. You don't want to take it for granted because you've got to go into Colorado two nights later, right? And, And But don't look past San Jose. San Jose came into your barn last week and gave you a run for your money. 
So don't look past anybody. You haven't had the luxury of that all year. You lost to Anaheim in December with Lucas Dostal and Net. Where do you think those two points would have them sitting? That was an afternoon game too. Sure was. Was it not? It sure was. Yeah, so you can't take the Eric Carlson Sharks lightly. Yeah, no, that's an absolutely valid point. I think if I'm the coaching staff, you're right. I would give Campbell that Anaheim game, and that would be the last one. I don't think it's going to be five straight for Skinner now. You talked me out of it. You changed my mind. Doesn't happen very often. That's uh, that's how you know I'm a referee or not a referee because I will not not mind. a referee. I'm not a referee. I tried one time as like a 15 year old refing soccer. Not not for me. Not soccer for me. parents are crazy I mean, though. The parents, they they the, the players. It was all the players and the coaches and I had to say, hey, you say another word, I'm going to give you a yellow. The Kamloops Youth League, notorious yeah, yeah, for it's, yelling it's... players and parents. <laughs> Kamloops, British Columbia, let me tell you. Uh, one last text here from Alex. Uh, what was the intro song that was just played? Bob often plays it and I can't figure out. That is called The River by Bruce Springsteen. I believe it's off that original album of his. Isn't the river an album itself? You're looking at me like you expect me no. to know this. No, I'm looking at the glass at my own reflection, trying to figure it out. Oh, okay, that's fair. Show has derailed, so let's go to this day in Oilers history. It's brought to you by New West Travel, serving travelers since 1979. Book your vacation today at newwesttravel.com. We'll go back to 1995. Todd Marchant scores a goal and an assist in a feisty affair between the Oilers and the Kings how appropriate they combined for 134 penalty minutes six game misconducts and nine goals the Oilers though fell 7-2 at the Great Western Forum Tony Granato got a hat trick for LA that night I suspect we won't see 138 penalty minutes or 134 tomorrow but you know, these two teams have become awfully familiar with one another, and uh, I don't mind the physicality that unfolds when they meet. Did you just throw in Tony Granato because he got fired by Wisconsin, too, a few weeks ago? I didn't. I think I probably put that in there originally because he coached all the way and just didn't take it out. But you're right, he did. I thought that was a subtle jab or something in there. I I won't look too deep into it then. No, I just haven't updated that in a while. (laughs) All right, Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports tonight from 6 to 8 p.m. You will hear from Kelly Rudy, as well as the host of Calgary Flames radio broadcasts and Sportsnet 960, Pat Steinberg, former Edmonton football team linebacker and defensive end uh, in 1993. Grey Cup champion Jed Roberts hopping aboard as well. Uh, tomorrow, we will have Frank Saravalli brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Live thoroughbred racing returns to Century Mile Racetrack on Saturday, May 6th. For more info, head to thehorses.com. Brian Lawton will also join the show. We'll get you set up for Oilers at Kings. 8.30 puck drop tomorrow night. Oilers now at noon. Appreciate you texting in. And uh, for all those who called as well, up next to Global News Weather Traffic Update with Randy Kilburn, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3. And that is Chelsea on Chad. Chelsea Bird. So long.